The real estate market changes every single day. Now, all of our consumers just know about it. And I think as real estate agents, sometimes we're playing into the narrative, talking about these headlines and kind of scaring our clients into, you know, not buying or not selling when really as market experts, we should be uh, bringing comfort to their minds and helping them understand what's going on so that they can make the best choice and not continuing the fear mongering that the headlines are so good at. But don't worry, I got some ideas to help you get your business off the schneid and really change the narrative so that your business is not affected by all the negative headlines. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Playbook, helping you win at the game of real estate every day. Here is your host, Jeremy King. What's up, guys? Jeremy Kane, Real Estate Agent Playbook. I think this episode is very implementable and I'm super excited to get into it. But first, as always, like, comment, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, definitely throw me a five-star review. No matter where you're listening, always appreciate the shares. If you know any real estate agents who could benefit from this, helping agents win at the game of real estate is my thing every single day. If you are interested in my free mini course, check out the link below. Helping agents understand how to build a sphere of influence and absolutely exploit your business using the sphere of influence model that I did and helps me every single day continue to build my business as a real estate agent. So let's get into it. So first things first, we just have to stop the, you know, auto sharing and talking about the complaining about the market and giving that negative connotation. So stop doing all of that. I challenge you to take a look at your previous content about the real estate market and look at it from a consumer's view. If we're as real estate agents talking about a terrible time to buy, a terrible time to sell, the market's crashing, all of these things, we really have to focus in. So take a look at your content, the content you're delivering and step back and look at it from a consumer's perspective and see how that would make you feel. Maybe ask one of your friends to take a look at it who maybe doesn't know about the market and just ask them what this, you know, what emotions they were feeling while, you know, consuming this content that you were delivering. And I think that that's something that we all can do no matter what the content is, take a second to slow down and actually listen to it and take it in from a different perspective, a non-biased opinion. If that needs to be another person, great. Some people can do that you know, on their own, but it's definitely take a, take an idea of what, you know, feelings you're, you're instilling in the consumer. If you're talking about the interest rates being so high and the affordability being so high and, you know, a, whatever it is, like if everything's so high and everything's, you know, all the pe all the consumers going to feel is like, well, maybe now's not the time. And they also are waiting for the other shoe to drop. I don't know how many conversations I've had with with buyers who said well the market's not great right now i'm gonna wait till the market comes down well you and i both know that this market might not come back down and it's definitely hopefully not going to come back down to you know two and a half percent interest rate you know at the former prices because if we have to go all the way back there we're going to be in big trouble which i don't think that's going to happen so just change that narrative a little bit listen to the content you have delivered or before you post it and think about what feelings that's inciting because ultimately those feelings lead to you know people reaching out and conversion and how they're also talking about the real estate market to their community at large and so if they're saying that you know agent x you know was really negative and said you know now may not be the best time to buy or first time home buyers can't get in this market because it's too expensive you know think about how that kind of basically maps out their their journey and and how that uh, that emotional you know feeling and the toll really makes makes them 
talk about the narrative and change the narrative. And maybe that's someone who could be ready to buy a home right now. They're just waiting on someone to give them the positives behind it. So take a look at that and what emotions you're appealing to and make sure it's the right ones. And so the next thing that I do, and this is kind of the key to everything, is every real estate market, there's winners and losers, whether it's, you know, investors or first time home buyers or sellers or, you know, who knows who that group might be. But we have to be willing to adjust our cadence and our target audience in the event that, you know, maybe our target audience is in that first time home buyer and it has become impossible, which it hasn't. But um like that's something very important to be able to adjust. And these people that talk about niching down and all of this, you can niche down. But when when the business leaves that niche, if you're still in that niche, you're in trouble. And if that niche is, you know, in the losers of the market, you're going to, you know, obviously you'll still have your major life changes kind of people coming through, but you're really limiting. So if you niche down, you're limiting already, which is okay and sometimes good. But then if that niche becomes the loser in the market, you're going to see less and less business generated from that specific niche. And that's something we have to consider. So be flexible and be adjustable. But first, take a step back and who's really winning and who's really losing because it's not always the same person. It's not always the person that you would think. For instance, you know, six months ago, I was shouting from the rooftops, first time homebuyers, this is your time. And everyone else is like, whoa, the interest rates are way high. Like affordability is rough. But I knew that sellers were not seeing as many offers. They were able to you know, maybe give some concessions. So they, the buyers, that first time home buyer, maybe they had to spend a little more because the interest rates were higher. I get it. Those interest rates are still pretty high, but they had the ability to get under contract and not compete and not pay a higher interest rate and compete with all those, you know, $100,000 over asking, which they weren't winning before. So that's where that opportunity and that's where the first time home buyer was the winner. Now, if they listened and they were into those homes, now they're, you know, as the markets come back a little bit as far as, you know, multiple offers and things that we're seeing in our market currently, now they are sitting in a home. They're not bidding against, you know, 10 other buyers and the interest rates have come down a little, but not too much. So as you can see that that's kind of a correlation. If the interest rates are high and there's less buyers out, affordability is harder. The people that can get in can just get in. And then the people that can't, then they're going to wait for them to come down or the ones that are listening to all the fear mongering and all the things are going to wait for the rates to come down. But then so is everybody else and the buyers are going to come to the market. So identify those winners and identify the losers and make sure that you're, you know, still flexible to, to help the winners in the market because there is always a winner and a loser in the market. So that one thing and that one adjustment is super important to really consider and not enough people talk about it. Not enough people understand that, okay, well, regardless, the, there's a winner, so let's go find the winners. And where that bigger pool is, let's go play in that pool and you know, hopefully get some buyers and continue our business and move our business forward. The next thing is, I've already touched on it a little bit, is understand those populations that have to move, right? When the market's a little bit tougher, you know, you still have the first time home buyers, you still have the people who are renting, you still have the people who are living in their parents' basement that need to move. You know, life still happens. We still have relocations. Um, we still have, you know, divorces and marriages and, you know, downsizing. And you have to understand, identify that population and pay attention on your socials. Like social media is such a blessing for that is most people just put their whole life story on there. So if there's life stories that happen that are, you know, congruent to a, a house move, whether that's a bigger house, a smaller house, a, you know, 
the same house, but across town or location, you know, difference or something. Those are the people that we can really target. And regardless of the market, those people within those life situations are always going to be buying and selling real estate. So that's another way to kind of, you know, filter it in when maybe your niche is shrinking down, like go back out there and really try and target or talk to the people that are having those life changes because life changes, you know, oftentimes create, you know, real estate transactions in the slower down markets, you know, as, as agents. The next thing is you need to study your market. You need to know it. So you can't find the winners unless you really know what's going on in the market. I'm blessed to partner with some of the best lenders in the arena, and they absolutely bring me a ton of information on the financials, the title people, all of the people that can give you that information. Make sure those partnerships matter. But at the end of the day, you need to study the market. And if you're watching my market update to study the market, that's great. Do it. Um, but understand that if you can you know, know the market and kind of fine tweak and understand what's coming and, you know, have that ability to plan and, and do all the things, then you can really focus in on that. So understand that knowing your market is still important. If you've got this niche, you're living in, you know, hog heaven with the, the greatest referrals coming in all day long or the leads or whatever you do, understand that knowing that market is important so that you know when it might change when that niche kind of may dry up and you may need to flex into something else. So really partner with the right people and challenge each other and you know collaborate on the market and really talk about boots on the ground because obviously boots on the ground, statistics, economics, you know, they're all they all can tell a different story. But when they all come together and it's a collaboration, you have that really good market info, which is really powerful when you're determining, you know, who you're going to target and where you're going to go and what you can do as an agent to keep your business moving forward. And the last thing that I'm going to tell you is something that I've, you know, talked about a little bit in some of my masterminds is we must eliminate the greed. And I understand, you know, as listing agents, the, the conversation that comes to mind when I talk about this is we were grouping together in a mastermind and someone said, well, are we going to pay for staging? You know, staging might be in houses a little longer. Our days on market went from, you know, under five to 25. And, you know, are we really going to take that chance? And I stepped back and said, hold on, like it's harder to sell homes. We see the data that staged homes price right are still moving fairly quickly. Why would we stop staging a home when we just came out of a market that you could put it on the MLS, you know, throw up a couple pictures and we would have five offers. Granted, the staged homes in that market also generated more offers and more money. We don't have to talk about that. But the fact that we're still, you know, like, oh, the market's down, so we're going to pull back. We're going to pull back on our marketing. We're not going to do as much for our clients. We're not going to do as much for the house to get it house ready is crazy to me. Like, understand that we might have to give a little bit of our profit out, right? So we've been operating on 99.9% profit margin, right? Didn't take a ton to market. The time was quick turnaround. You couldn't even print color flyers by the time the house was under contract and had multiple offers. So that's when we really have to understand, like, maybe we're going to have to get used to a 75% profit margin on our commissions and actually put some of that money towards marketing and do all of those you know, little things that help boost the property and boost the value and push it forward. So that's definitely something that is is important is maybe, you know, there's something else that you can throw into that marketing package that will make a difference and get it out there. And you have the time. And the truth is that, you know, the old saying, you know, list or die, unfortunately, we won't, you know, go too much into that. But if you have listings, you're continuing to, you know, produce business. So some of that marketing material 
you know, absolutely is for the house and you have it for your website and your website looks pretty, but it's also helping you generate more business. And so if you're strategic about it and you're putting that money into it, understand that it's an opportunity actually to stage a home and maybe have some open houses and, you know, maybe have a professional video done and all the things that we use to showcase homes that really help you with your business on the back end. So it may not even be a profit loss, maybe just look at it as like an advertising budget or something that's going to help you you know continue to generate leads because you're getting the sign calls and doing that but if you present it properly other people will want to work with you in the future as well as you'll sell the property that you're trying to sell so that's just my soapboxes our profit margins may change just a little bit um, based on the market and you know coming back a little bit or not and you know the market is the market's always going to be different it's different every day but when the market gets tighter, we need to go pour all in, right? We need to go all in, make sure we're doing things a little bit with a little bit more intention and closing deals. So that's all I got today, but I think that it will absolutely help if we start changing the narrative a little bit on how we you know, discuss the market and just sharing and actually being a player in that conversation so that you become the expert. Because trust me, I have so many clients talk to me about, you know, I was listening to your market update the other day and I didn't even think of it that way. There's perspective. It's all perspective. The statistics can be a positive or a negative, no matter how you look at it, winners, losers. And the truth is we got to find winners to continue moving our business forward and winning the game at real estate every day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Like, comment, subscribe, throw me a review on the podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. Share this one with your favorite real estate agent. Bye-bye.